Нам не зашкодить чарка вина, будьмо здорові, пимо до дна, будьмо здорові, пимо до дна, нам не зашкодить чарочка вина, будьмо здорові, пимо до дна, нам не зашкодить чарочка вина. that beloved Ukrainian a cappella group with a song from their 2002 album El Dorado and that was Vesilne Marsh, Wedding March. AM 1320 CHMB U Misti Vancouveri. Svame Palvina Makwari, Diakuyushto Vebulesu Hachamasuni Vachari, Tarishla Perbutizinoyu, Nastupnu Hudenu.
Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio, coming to you on AM 1320 CHMB, Vancouver. I'm your host, Paulette Demchuk-McQuarrie, Pokrinska Pavlina. Thank you so much for joining me. We've got a great program lined up for you. We've got Ukrainian Jewish heritage and a suggestion for a winter reading and also for perhaps gift giving for the early Christmas shoppers now that Halloween's over. As well, we've got a third story from the series Beyond the Blue Mirror, another Ukrainian folktale. So stay tuned for that as well. We've got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next, the Ukrainians from Leeds, England, and this song is called Dunayu Dunayu. Послала мене мати до Дунаю гості прати. Ой, послала мене мати до Дунаю гості прати. Ой, не прала, ой, не прала, з паруками простояла. Ой, не прала, ой, не прала, з паруками простояла. Дунаю, Дунаю, дуже я чу, Дунаю, я на тебе вина вода на краю, на краю.
Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com. Bravo! 
a song released just a year ago by popular Ukrainian artist Oksana Mucha, and I thought it was very apropos song to play for today, and it is called Listopad November. Up next, from a recording made oh, a few years ago by my, one of my favorite girl groups from Montreal, Chetam Shina, here they are with Song for Ukraine.
And now for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now. Brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. This is Pavlina, producer and host of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Here on Ukrainian Jewish Heritage, we've been fortunate to learn of and review many excellent books on topics involving Jews, Ukrainians, and their interactions over the years. These interactions have not always been amicable, and it's a testament to the authors for broaching controversial topics and examining them with sensitivity, empathy, and a sense of fairness. These books cover a myriad of topics over a broad time frame. Most are available at public libraries, from booksellers, or both. A few months ago, I compiled a list of 14 of these books for summertime reading pleasure. But it's a timeless list. Any book on it would bring just as much pleasure reading it while curled up in front of the fireplace with a nice cup of tea. It's also a great list for gift-giving for the upcoming season. So here again is part one of this two-part list. Stories of Kmelnitsky features provocative essays by distinguished scholars from throughout North America, Europe, and Israel. It takes an honest look at one of the most contentious historical figures plaguing Ukrainian-Jewish dialogue. This book carefully addresses, without attempting to resolve, the fundamental questions Kmelnitsky's image provokes. Whether viewed as a hero or a villain, this 17th-century historical figure bolstered national solidarity among Ukrainians and other nations. Surprisingly, he actually inspired some early Jewish radical Zionists and served as a model for Jewish pioneers building a new homeland in early 20th-century Palestine. One essay notes that this volume on Khmelnytsky drives home the fact that history itself is made up not so much of facts as of stories. Cultural Dimensions is another collection of essays. These explore how cultural interaction between Jews and Ukrainians unfolded over centuries through diverse and daily encounters, and how that interaction had a profound impact on both communities. The collection of essays in this volume opens doors for new research that can help create a joint narrative for Jews and Ukrainians. The richly illustrated book appears within the series Jews and Slavs, published by the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. A Prayer for the Government, Ukrainians and Jews in Revolutionary Times, 1917-1920, explores an ill-fated attempt at rapprochement between Ukrainians and Jews a century ago. The author, Dr. Henry Abramson, calls it a bright chapter in the long history of the Jewish people, one in which Jews were emancipated into a free state, with privileges as a minority that exceeded even those in Western Europe and America. However, by the spring of 1919, Ukraine was submerged by a wave of violence that turned into one of the darkest chapters of Jewish history, only overshadowed later by the Holocaust. Abramson's meticulous account traces how the attempt by both Jews and Ukrainians to achieve a working political relationship was betrayed by less enlightened attitudes among the general population, as well as by the political and social instability of the time. In their book, Jews and Ukrainians, A Millennium of Coexistence, two distinguished academics, Paul Robert Magotchi and Yohannin Petrovsky-Stern produced a parallel narrative of two peoples that ultimately provided a single story. Twelve thematic chapters in the book outline the rich history of Jews and Ukrainians. 
They at first cover geography, history, economic life, traditional culture, and religion and language. They continue with literature, the arts, music, the diaspora, and contemporary Ukraine. With over 300 full-color illustrations, over two dozen maps, plus several text inserts, the book is extremely reader-friendly. Jews and Ukrainians, a millennium of coexistence, won a special recognition award at the Lviv Book Forum in 2016. The Great Departure, Mass Migration from Eastern Europe, and the Making of the Free World explores the devastating human toll of migration. Author Tara Zara examines one of the largest migrations of human history, 50 million Europeans who moved to the Americas between 1846 and 1910. These include Ukrainians, Poles, and Jews of Galicia. The western Ukrainian city of Brody, then on the frontier of the Russian and Austrian empires, became the gateway to a new life in the New World, albeit not without all manner of exploitation en route, not least of all human trafficking. The policies that shaped this great migration set a template for future tragic events in the 20th century. The resulting bureaucratic paper walls doomed Europe's Jewish population from escaping the Holocaust, the closing of the Iron Curtain, and ethnic cleansing. The author places the current refugee crisis within the longer history of migration. A remarkable children's book, and a book that will delight not only children, created a stir at the 2015 Lviv Book Forum. Shiptitsky from A to Z offers a delightful yet thoughtful account of a renowned figure's life through the letters of the alphabet. Andriy Shiptitsky became Metropolitan Archbishop of Lviv and head of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church in the early to mid-20th centuries. During World War II, he risked his life and those of his clergy hiding Jews in his palace and throughout Ukrainian Catholic monasteries in Galicia. Shiptitsky's achievements as a scholar, philanthropist, patron of the arts, and leading public figure in Ukrainian society are also covered in this charming and engaging book. On the theme, sort of, of alphabet and languages is an astonishing discovery in the world of dictionaries. Dr. Dmitro Tishchenko is the son of a Jewish mother and a Ukrainian father from Donbass, and he's the creator of a massive and highly acclaimed Yiddish-Ukrainian dictionary. After discovering his Yiddish roots in 1988, Tishchenko devoted his life to learning the language of his ancestors and making it accessible to others especially to a younger generation that has embraced the study of Yiddish. Now living in Frankfurt, Tishenko is developing an online version of his dictionary, which will make it more affordable and accessible. The books on this list, both parts, were originally reviewed on Nasholos by Peter Baker, and there will be more in the future. The original reviews and the transcripts can be found at our website www.nasholos.com and also at ukrainianjewishencounter.org. The entire list of these 14 books is available in one post on the Nasholos blog. If you haven't already, or would like to again, please make sure to check it out. Until next time, Shalom. 
Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com. From their second album, Prairie Nights and Peacock Feathers, that was Paris Takeyev from Winnipeg and Dance One. This is CHMB AM 1320, Vancouver. Sleep, 
brand new release from a group called Kazka, which translates as story. And that song is called Plakala, and it means um, she was crying. And it is a song about heartbreak and fate, but the ability of Ukrainian women to transcend bitterness through their tears. Kazka with Plakala. Welcome to Beyond the Blue Mirror, a series of programs that celebrates the rich Ukrainian oral tradition. Each program features a folktale or legend, as well as a related real-life story, enhanced with traditional and contemporary music. My name is Linda Mikolayenko. Thank you for joining me. The Eternal Bride Once upon a time, in a village in Ukraine, there lived an old woman. Her shabby little hut stood at the edge of the village near a dense forest, and she could often be seen wandering there gathering plants and berries for her potions and poultices. People called her Charivnitsya, a sorceress, because she knew enough magic to help them with her healing herbs and special words. And though they were frightened of her magic, they respected the old woman for her kind heart and her ability to cure their ills. Now the old woman wasn't always a Charivnitsya. She only learned the magic of healing after her daughter died from a mysterious illness. And now her only ray of sunshine was her granddaughter, Olena, her daughter's daughter, who had shared the old woman's hut ever since her mother died. Now Olena was a pretty little girl, with eyes the color of the sky and hair that shone like golden wheat. All the children in the village loved to play with her because she was always so lively and full of ideas for new games. But her only true friend was Bukhtan, the son of a shepherd. They spent many hours playing together and were rarely seen apart. Now as the years went by, the pretty little girl became a lovely young lass. Her babcha, her grandmother, had taught her the art of magic, and as bright as she was beautiful, Elena learned quickly. Soon she was an even better charivnitsya than her babcha. And... As the years went by, Olena's friendship with Bohdan grew into love. But his parents were not happy about that. They were against Bohdan's meetings with Olena, and they absolutely forbid him to even think about marrying her. Perhaps it was her poverty. Maybe they were frightened of her unusual talent. No one knew the real reason for their opposition to Olena. Now Olena's great beauty and extraordinary talent had made her famous throughout the land. Many young men, rich and poor, came to ask for her hand in marriage. 
but she always found some odd excuse to refuse them or set up some impossible task for each suitor to perform. Her heart was with Bukdan, and she still hoped that one day they would be together. One day a warrior from a foreign land arrived. He was very wealthy and highly respectable, though he did have a menacing look about him. And he, too, asked Olena to marry him. Come back in a year, she said with a mischievous laugh. If at that time you can follow me everywhere with your love, I will marry you, she said. She was certain that in a year's time the foreigner would forget all about her. And besides, she was relying on her magic. She knew that the task of following her would be extremely difficult and would require not only the knowledge of magic, but much skill and experience in its practice. However, in a year's time, the foreigner returned. He announced that he himself had learned magic and he was now ready to fulfill his task. Well, this came as quite an unpleasant surprise to Olena. Still, she was confident in her magic, and so she smiled sweetly at him and turned herself into a quail. Immediately, he became a falcon. So she turned herself into a little goldfish, but he followed her by becoming a perch. Instantly, she became a deer running swiftly through the forest, but soon a big wolf, her suitor, was pursuing her. Olena tried every trick she knew to elude him. But it was no use. The foreigner was well prepared for all of them. He had spared no expense in getting the best teachers of magic to tutor him in their art. With tears in her eyes, Olena realized that she must keep her promise. She agreed to marry him. By that time, her Babcia was old and very sick, and she really wanted to see her granddaughter settled before she died. She was sorry to see that there was no love in the marriage, but she knew that in matters of love, even magic is powerless. So she gave her consent, saying, Respect each other, and love will come. It was spring. Elaborate preparations were made for the wedding. Much food was prepared. The guests arrived. The musicians began to play. Olana, dressed in a satin gown as white as snow, was even more beautiful than ever. The wedding procession set off for the church. The groom walked beside his bride. His eyes seemed strangely dark and he seemed annoyed and anxious to take his new bride back with him to his own country. I have better plans for her magic and beauty, he said to himself, and it is not healing people. Her beauty and her magic will make me the richest man in the whole world, and it will happen very, very soon. Now many people lined the side of the road, greeting the young couple and throwing flowers at their feet. Among them 
stood Bukhtan. His eyes tried to meet Olena's. Yatipatak, Lublu, I love you so much, they seemed to cry in the painful silence. Then just for a split second, Olena's eyes met his. And suddenly Olena rushed off the side of the road and into the nearest garden where she disappeared among the trees. And instead of Olena, there appeared in the garden trees that had never been seen before. They were radiant in their snow-white blossom. The groom wizard was furious at this turn of events, and he turned himself into a strong wind and flew into the garden, howling and wailing like a wolf. He tried to pull all the petals away, gather them together and keep them to himself, but it was no use. Olena had embraced her land in the first blossoms of the very first cherry trees. And then, another miracle. Bukhtan disappeared, and on the very spot where he stood, there appeared a swarm of bees. And then the golden cloud of bees flew towards the cherry trees, gathering sweet honey, kissing every tiny flower. And so it is still today, the cherry tree, an eternal bride, every spring wears her snow-white gown, and golden bees kiss it, sharing a gift of never-ending love.
Every spring, Michalina walked among the blossoms, apple blossoms, plum and pear blossoms, and of course, cherry blossoms. Indeed, the Ukrainian village where she was born and grew up was called Sade, which means orchards. By the time she was 20 years old in 1930, though, she left it behind to join her parents and her siblings to come to Canada. No doubt she had great expectations for a wonderful future in this new land, but it was not to be. Like Olena in The Legend of the Eternal Bride, Michalina would eventually disappear. Unfortunately, her story is not nearly as romantic. The 1930s were difficult years for newcomers to the prairies, and it wasn't long before Michalina set off to find work in the northern mining town of Flinflon, Manitoba. But just a few months later, she found herself in a mental hospital. No one is exactly sure what traumatic event caused her to have a nervous breakdown, but she was most likely a witness to violence or a victim of violence herself. The hospital bill soon climbed to $140, but her parents could not afford to pay it. So Michalina was ordered deported. She would have ended up in an asylum, but her older sister, who had stayed behind in Ukraine, welcomed her back into the family home. To keep her safe inside, bars were put on the doors and windows. Michalina lived with her sister until one day during the Second World War. When her sister was out, she managed to escape the confinement of the home. She was never seen again. That part of Ukraine was occupied by the Nazis at the time, and the horrors she might have faced are difficult to contemplate. She could have been tortured or shot in a massacre. She could have met her fate in a concentration camp. Michalina was my auntie and I pray that somehow she managed to transcend her tragic circumstances, and that by God's mercy, as she took her last breath, she imagined she was surrounded by the fragrant beauty of cherry blossoms.
Beyond the Blue Mirror is a series of programs that celebrates the rich Ukrainian oral tradition. I would like to acknowledge the support of the Canada Council for the Arts. Je remercie de son soutien le Conseil des Arts du Canada. I would also like to thank Ethnic FM CKER Radio for the Roger Charest Senior Award for Broadcast and Media Arts, administered through the Ukrainian Resource and Development Center at Grant McEwen College in Edmonton. The folktale in this program is based on The Eternal Bride, from the book A Garland of Legends and Folktales from Ukraine, adapted and retold by Oleksandra Stati, published in 2000 by Ukrainian Gift Shop Incorporated, St. Anthony, Minnesota. Introductory music for this series is taken from Dance 5, from the CD Prairie Nights and Peacock Feathers, performed by Paris de Cave, distributed by Olesha Records. This program also features the folk song, Oyu Vishnevo Musodochku, by the Lastyuka Ukrainian Orthodox Choir and Orchestra, from the CD Across the Steps, and the original composition by Oleksa Lazochuk, Joy of All Sorrow, from the CD Bright Sadness, distributed by Tendershoot Music. I'm Linda Mikolayenko. You may reach me through my website, lindathestoryteller.ca. Thank you for listening. Here's what's coming up this week in Vancouver's Ukrainian community. Nash Holos airs in international syndication on PCJ Radio International, broadcasting to over 20 countries on AM, FM, shortwave, and satellite radio. On Wednesdays, catch Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio, broadcasting live from Nanaimo to North and Central Vancouver Island, the Gulf Islands, the Sunshine Coast, Northwest Washington State, and in the Greater Vancouver Listening Area. Join me, Paulina, for the first hour in English, and Oksana Poparajnik for the second hour in Ukrainian. That's Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Time on CHLY 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. And at 6 p.m. Saturday evenings, flip your dial right back here to AM 1320CHMB Vancouver or catch the live stream at am1320.com. And join me, Pavlina, for another hour of fun on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Please send dedications, requests, and suggestions to producer at nasholos.com. Your comments are always welcome. In between broadcasts, follow Nash Holos on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds, and more, visit our website at www.nashholos.com.
a girl group from Lviv, Ukraine, called Lubistok and Vassel. You've been listening to Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio, our flagship show in Vancouver, which comes to you Saturdays from 6 to 7 p.m. here on AM 1320 CHMB on the radio dial and online at am1320.com. In between broadcasts, please visit our website for transcripts and audio files of interviews and features such as Ukrainian Jewish Heritage and Kanishka Corner Book Reviews, information about the show, and of course, podcast links to stream or download. There's a link to our Patreon site there as well, where you'll find playlists, proverbs, and other extra features for patrons and donors. I do hope you'll engage with me there and support the show by following our page or becoming a patron. Incidentally, you can also support the show at no cost to you through the Amazon links found at the Nash Holos website, www.nashholos.com. I love to hear from you, so please send your suggestions, dedications, and requests. Your comments are always welcome. Nizhamev Shiskinchila Nashu Puramu, Puran and Prashatisya Nashodin Tejdin, Alla Peritemia Hotchus, Alasha Tavasta Kimislavame Mudroster. Ktovs Hodi Jive, Tomuvse, Ladko Idea. And our proverb of the week translates as things go smoothly for those who live in peace with their neighbors. And with that, we've come to the end of our program. So to wrap things up, we have the Kubasonics from Newfoundland and Honeyviter. And just a reminder that Daylight Savings Time ends tonight. So make sure before you go to bed to turn back the clock an hour and enjoy an extra hour's sleep. I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nasholos and AM 1320. Thanks for listening and Dobranich! one more song for you, but first this message. Nash Holos now has a Patreon site, and I hope as a listener you'll consider supporting the show with a donation there. 
Nasholis is not funded by government and has no corporate financing, so as little as a dollar a month will make a huge difference. Your money will be put to good use to help cover the myriad costs of keeping a show like this online and on the air. So please check out our Patreon page. There are links everywhere on the Nasholis website, www.nasholis.com, or just go to patreon.com and search for Nasholis. Shteradiakuyu. And as thanks for listening to that pitch, here is one last tune for you by Victor Pesawisti, Kolomeka. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.